Hello and uh, welcome to the very first episode of the High Five Down Low podcast. The podcast where we give you our top five and our low five. On any given topic, on any given week, by any given guest, by any given friend. Um, I'm your host, Chris Brunn, and I'm joined by my co-host, Demetria Lucero. Hello. How's it going? Um, yeah, this podcast is just a, a love letter to all things that we love, really. Um, coming up with today's first topic, we... Sort of a trip down pop culture memory lane or, you know, just things that we we like to keep on the nerd patrol. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, Demi, why don't you tell the audience what our... Um, so First our topic our, is yeah. So like you know, our format is what we like to do is start with our uh, our high five, and uh, we like to talk about just our five favorite things. They could be movies, music, TV shows, or just anything we like. You know, have an interest in at the moment. Um, and our topic this week, our high five, is our top five favorite Tim Burton films, or maybe the top five best Tim Burton films ever made. Just depends. You know, we'll see where we go. So uh, I think we're going to go down like the – we're going to count it down starting at number five, right? Yeah, exactly, All exactly. Right. Well, and uh, another thing we decided to do was to not reveal each other's list to each other until we're that's right. here in studio on air live. And yep. uh, <laughs> it's going to be pretty funny if keep, we have the exact same list. Keep it authentic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's hope it's not the exact same yeah. list. Or but, sometimes uh, it might be and that might be kind of cool too. It might be that might be why we're friends. <laughs> so I'll let you go. I'll let you start off with. with All the, right. You know. Well, I I thought about this for a while, and there's definitely you know Tim Burton definitely has some hits, and he definitely has some misses. But um, number five, my number five is Edward Scissorhands. All right. Um, that's, you know it's that's actually, pretty low, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you explain why that's so low. It's one of my favorites, you know. <laughs> It's pretty much, you know, has all the elements of a Tim Burton film, really. Johnny Depp. Um, it's, you know, has Tim. Uh, or, uh, first, first Johnny Depp movie, I think, right? It might be. I think that was his first. It might be yes. movie with Johnny Depp. Yeah. So, Origin. you know, and it, it's really basically like a a remake of Frankenstein. You know, the Frankenstein story. If you really mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. Dark, dark fairy tale. A dark fairy tale. Yeah, and I mean. I mean, Tim Burton has so many awesome movies. It was really hard to put Edward yeah. Scissorhands yeah. that low on my list, but hey, I did it. Yeah. So I, I have like three or four honorable mentions that could have uh, easily been number five. I do as well. So uh, we'll get to those in a minute. Uh, so <laughs> w- what did you pick for so, your number five? Uh, for, for the first time, and just to start off, uh, I cheated and, uh, yep, uh, already – Messing this up. So my number five, it was a tie. I couldn't decide. I couldn't kick one out. I couldn't put one over the other. So my number five is Mars Attacks and Batman Returns. Wow. <laughs> wow. I had to put those two together. It was just I could not kick one of them out. Um, Mars Attacks is basically it, – it, it's just always been – such a fun movie for me to watch. It's one of those movies where if it's on TV, I'll stop and watch it. I'll watch the whole thing. It makes me laugh every time I see it because there's jokes that are just just layered in there that I, I forget about and I see it. And um, it's just campy goodness, you know. And the thing about it is that, uh, you know, I think the whole Mars Attacks thing didn't start as like a pack of trading cards. Wasn't it just like – the whole origin of it is just—it yeah, was just it was, trading uh, cards with. It uh, was trading car- retro trading cards. Yeah, were like from the sixties, late sixties, yeah, I believe. With a bunch yeah. of which, with a bunch of scenes of these Martians attacking people, like of like you know fifties movie Martians, fifties B movie Martians attacking people, and that's what the movie feels like. It feels like a shuffled deck of those trading cards that he just picked out. Like, oh, here's a scene of attacking the Washington State Capitol or, you know, in Washington, D.C. And here's a scene of, um, you know, uh, a man and a woman with their heads transposed or something, you know, just it's disconjointed, but it's still fun to, you know, just just every time you see it, it's like, wait, when did this happen? And I couldn't tell you what happens, like, as far as the plot, like, you know, who's who, but it's just fun because, you know, he uses the actors over and over again. You can tell the actors are having fun. So, 
that's that's how I feel about Mars Attacks. And then with Batman Returns, it's kind of the same feeling. It's just I don't know. It's just a weird, weird movie. It's a it's like a car, it's like a weird carnival of freaks and outsiders, which is kind of Tim Burton's mo. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. It's it's not a superhero movie. That's that's one thing I've always felt about it. It just it feels like it's he just wanted to make a movie about freaks. And it feels like a movie that was like made out of anger and spite or something because it's just, it's really dark and not for children. And there's been like you know you, you've you've heard stories about well I, I've heard stories about how people um, Burger King or McDonald's was disappointed when they saw the film because you know they were ready to sell or they were ready to put in little toys with Happy Meals and stuff. And yeah, you know yeah. they were they were uh, watching the movie and they were shocked when the penguin bites the guy's nose off or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not for kids. I remember that. (laughs) That's one of the more memorable scenes. And so it's just – it's such a – it's such a bizarre film um, that has nothing to do with, I feel like, you know, what Batman is or, you know, the whole mythos of what Batman is. It's just – it's it's out there. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm actually gonna have to go revisit both of those. I mean, I <laughs> honestly don't remember the last time I saw Mars Attacks, and yeah, I was I'm just I'm I guess I'm in the minority. I'm not one of the people that are extremely wild about that movie. Um, I just felt like it was one of those movies where it was almost too much. There was like I don't know what like ten or twelve A-list actors oh, yeah. in it. Oh um, yeah, playing different roles too. You know and. All kinds of crazy stuff. Like mm-hmm. Pam Greer's one of the main characters, like <laughs> and Jack Nicholson's the president, right? He's a president and he's like a some kind of Vegas car dealership, car salesman or something. Yeah, it's 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 all over the place, but that's kind of what makes it fun and it's just funny. Like there's so many yeah. you know, funny things that happen in that movie. Well I know it cracks me up. I know a lot of people are crazy about it, so at work all the time people are coming in looking for stuff from that and yeah. So they did surprisingly more merchandise than you would think, believe it or not. Right, I mean, right. it's not on like Nightmare Before Christmas level or anything like that, but mm-hmm. which, you know, is surprising for And there's still movies. people that are interested in it. So yeah. I mean, I guess I'll have to revisit that sometime yeah. soon. Hopefully it's on Netflix or reappears on Netflix at some point. That'd be nice. So what is what was your number 4? Okay, number 4 <clears throat> is Beetlejuice. <laughs> what was that? Uh Beetlejuice. Say one more. What's uh, that? No. <laughs> You're not going to get me on that. But um I honestly feel like that is like the essential like if 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 you only had to watch one movie like what is Tim Burton's style, what is Tim Burton all about? It's like Beetlejuice. Seriously, I mean like the whole look of it, it's so it's so Tim Burton, you know, everything about it really. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's great his- and it's been on um HBO a lot lately. I don't know why. It's like in the HBO rotation. So like I've actually watched it in the last yeah, yeah, in the last couple of weeks I've caught like same thing like with you with your Mars Attacks. I come in midway through and end up watching the whole thing or just yeah. leaving it yeah, on and as it plays and it's yeah. it's great. It's, yeah, I don't it's, know what it's, else to say. It's one of those, it's one of those a movies sequel, apparently. Yeah, they're apparently making to make a sequel. Um sounds like they're you know, of course uh Michael Keaton will come back, you know, as Beetlejuice. But it's one of those movies too. Like when you catch it, you feel like you're, you're angry that you didn't see it from the beginning. So when you see it, like on you know HBO or one of those movie, you know, one of those channels, it's uh, I always like, damn, like I wish I had you know come into it you know, a lot earlier than than when I when I did. Yeah. Um, there's but, always so, there's so many. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird movie. It's what you know. What's weird about that? I feel like I've seen the like beginning of it <laughs> more times than I've seen the ending of it. You yeah. know, there's certain movies yeah. like that. But yeah, like, in, but I'm here saying that. Yeah, anytime it's on, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it all the way through. But maybe I'll just leave you it. Know, you know, more the beginning. I'll just leave it on. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I it's great, man. 1988. That was. Uh, you know, I feel like that was like you know that it's the essential Tim Burton movie, mm-hmm. and kind of low on my list, I suppose. But you know, definitely <laughs> yeah, these, it has to surprising. be has to be on top these five. Are surprising in my opinion. so far, so. I don't know. Like, we definitely didn't come up with the same list. Well, I know that much so far. That's it's a uh, very. I'm a little surprised. All right, so uh, what do you have for number four? So my number four is Ed Wood. Ah, very nice. Um, I was uh, it. I was at a. Uh, um, a show the other night of with the um, the guys who portrayed the mad scientist on Mystery Science Theater, and they watched uh, Glenn or Glenda. And before the movie started, they just talked about like how great Ed Wood was, and just you know, even though this film is so bad, 
you can tell that you know he had no talent, <laughs> he had he had no business making movies, but he had so much passion in what he was doing, and they were almost apologizing for getting these are the guys who who make fun of movies or riff on movies as they watch him, and they were like apologizing, almost apologizing to us for saying you know like this isn't a good movie, but his heart was in the right place, and you know a better filmmaker would have made a better movie, but it's Ed Wood. Um, the, but the, the movie Edward, the Tim Burton movie Edward, um, totally celebrates the man and, you know, the, the, the passion that he had as a filmmaker. Um, and it also celebrates 50s, like, campy, campy movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, the way it was, like, shot in black and white, you know. Oh, yeah. It's and, amazing. Um, I love it. And it yeah. happens to be my number three movie <laughs> on my list. So uh, I'm just going to chime in and talk nice. about Edward nice. with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, and it's one of those that I feel like not very many people have seen. Honestly, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I, and it's, I mean, my girlfriend's never seen it. It's exactly. been out for a long time. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah. The second to, or the second, really, uh, movie with uh, Johnny Depp. The second one. Yep. Oh, Edward oh. Scissorhands was nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. And um, I think, honestly, the sad thing I think a lot of people uh, just can't comprehend a black and white film. You know? Yeah, I think that a was a modern that, black that and white a, movie. That was probably the thing that that hurt it, as far as like you know reaching, I don't know, regular audiences or whatever. Yeah. And it even you know there was so much to that movie. Martin Landau got the Oscar for portraying Bell Lugosi. Yeah. Uh, just so good. So many things that are good about that movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many great scenes, and there's some. There's a lot of Tim Burton style too in it, like the. Mm-hmm. The scene in the spook house with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Like the like creatures and stuff yeah. that pop out. They're totally yeah. like straight out of Beetlejuice yeah, or something. Yeah, totally. Like and you didn't – you wouldn't expect that but it's, it is Tim Burton. Yeah. But still you you wouldn't expect that in a, in a biographical film. He still managed to work in his, his weirdness and mm-hmm. his style. It's also. so great. So underrated. So mm-hmm. underrated. So mm-hmm. great in my opinion. Yeah. And just – you can tell that it's it's probably not factual. There's a lot of things that probably aren't – that probably didn't really happen. But it doesn't matter because you're you're still – you still understand that, you know, OK, this is this was this man's life and he enjoyed what he did even though he wasn't very good at it. And, yeah. you know. And Johnny Depp just played it so – it's such a 180 of the Edward Scissorhands character, yeah. you know. Oh, He's yeah. so Oh yeah. It's almost a, like a sneak preview of to, you know, Willy Wonka later on or yeah. you know, on the Charlie and Chocolate. It's kind of the same. He kind of went to the same place, yeah. you know. Yeah. That goofy enthusiasm. Mhm. Yeah. Um the, the the fake teeth, which I always thought was like <laughs> That's if we had to do the worst timber. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory oh, might be on there. That's that's where sure. we get into like the modern Tim Burton's. Yeah. Because we're talking about a lot of like old Tim Burton. Yeah. And yeah. um you know, that's 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 where a lot of I think, you know, I don't know about your list, but my list comes from a lot of like Yeah, older stuff. mine's a, and it's yeah, too, it's for too the bad. most part. For it's, the most part, yeah. yeah. Um so uh what did you what was your number three? My number three was Edward Scissorhands. Ah, all right. <laughs> so we kind of just – we flipped it, right? Because you had Ed Scissorhands for four? I had it as five. Oh, yeah, as five. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Ed Scissorhands and Ed Wood could probably – they could probably be either one, either you know, either four or three. I mean, it, you know? it was the beginning of his love affair mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp for sure. That's for sure. And like a lot of things that you said too, like it's, it's the beginning of, uh, you know – of that, um, the the dark fairy tale, you know how poignant it is, you know how beautiful it is. Um, the the monster is the hero kind of thing, which shows up yeah. every single time, you know, or a lot in much of his you know future yeah. movies. Um, well, the style of it's too. The style, the art direction is amazing yeah. too. The sub, yeah. the suburban neon or uh, yeah, neon, but like pastel colors yeah. and the yeah, 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 to to show the 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 boring suburban you know village you know like you said he's frankenstein up in the castle and the village is you know suburbia and exactly. it's pastel and it's it's avon and it's you know everybody's I mean, driving the same cars and you know he loved frankenstein the frankenstein story let's get serious <laughs> the craziest here's the craziest thing about um edward scissorhands i think Anthony Michael Hall is the villain. Yeah. He's the jock. He's the jock. A-hole. <laughs> yeah. After after years of playing yeah. the, the, the nerd. After that weird gets science and, and uh, fucked with. and 16. Just, all the John Hughes movies. He was the dork. Yeah, he was the dork that just got stepped on. And 
And you could tell, obviously, that was probably his his idea, Tim Burton's idea of casting him as the the Just jerk, the one eighty or the, something. Yeah, it was yeah. a bizarre casting, though. I mean, it was I'm not going to say he's great it, as he's better as a nerd than he is as an, <laughs> as an asshole. Let's get serious, you know. Yeah, but it definitely like it, it, it almost felt like stunt casting, I guess. But because you you see him and then you, you you're expecting him to be ordinary Anthony Michael Hall. Because you've been so used to it for so long, yeah. and then a, you know, like you said, it's a 180, and you're kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I guess. I mean, this was the little, the tail end of the little Winona Ryder run, too, man. I mean, she was in Beetlejuice. She was in Beetlejuice, and then you know, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, that's that, that's that's crazy. It seemed, you know, it feels like she was sort of like his muse for such a for, well, <laughs> her and Johnny Depp. Yeah, were both, you know, his muse, and she. It feels like she was in a lot more of his movies, but she she wasn't. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that um, Helena Bottom Carter was probably in a lot more. Yeah, she kind of became yeah. the replacement yeah. later on. Yeah. I think. And what's interesting um, when I when I was reading about uh, Sleepy Hollow, which was on one of my honorable mentions, I'll just mention that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Christina Ricci mentioned that she she modeled a lot of her performances in like um, uh, Adam's Family and Sleepy Hollow based on what Winona Ryder did in. Tim Burton movies such as Beetlejuice and well, not Tim Burton movie, but Heather's and those things like that. Uh-huh, yeah, but it's kind sense. of I don't know if it, ironic's the right word, but it's kind of weird that later on he she plays you know she's was much younger than Johnny Depp, but she plays Johnny Depp's love interest in Sleepy Hollow, modeling her performance after the Edward Scissorhands character that yeah. that Winona Ryder played. Yeah, Christina Ricci modeled that after Winona Ryder, who both played his love interest. Years, you know, Why no years, forever? years apart. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, so let's go to. Well, number two. Number two. Number two. Mine, this this is uh, not everybody lo- likes this movie, but I love it. Um, <laughs> Frankenweenie. I was waiting for that Speaking one. with the Frankenstein story. Yeah, yeah. That, that um, was, yeah one of I his don't know, movies. man. I just loved it so much. The I'm talking about the 2012 uh, stop-motion animation. Right, because he did one of his first projects was a was the short, short movie. Which is included on the Blu-ray, man, if you get right. that. So it's pretty cool, too. That has like – And that was live action, too, I think. It's live short, action. The short was live action. action has the kid from um, – the kid from Never Ending Stories in it. Man. Yeah, he plays the lead. He's the he's the, the boy, the, and the mom the is Shelley doctor. Duvall, dude. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, but I don't know, man. I guess it's something about when I watched it, uh, owning a dog myself. Like <laughs> that's pretty. It definitely hits close to home. If you're a dog owner and if, if you just like weird things, or I don't if, know, man. Or if you lost a dog, yeah. If true. you grew up and you, you know, yeah. Like I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people did yeah. lost any kind of pet. It yeah. definitely hits those, you know, tucks those heartstrings. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know, man. Some people are not a big fan of it, but I think it's underrated and I love it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's really good. Um, and you could tell he's doing a lot of homage to again the '50s monster movie. Well, even oh, early yeah. the '30s monster movies. Oh yeah, with the, well, I mean, Bride of Frankenstein. The the dog next door becomes the Bride of Frankenstein. Bride dog. Basically, um, all the it's basically like a Godzilla yep, ending yeah. with the you know Turn, all turns the, into Godzilla. All the yep. kind of mm-hmm. all the monsters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I don't know, man. It's. The characters are likable. It's quirky. It's weird. It's cool. And, I think and that, it's in black and white and too. Actually, yeah, that might have. And that's, maybe that's another say. reason nobody likes that's, it. Or that's it's what kind I was of just underrated or underwatched. It's a hard sell, I think, to 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 to, to present to, to kids a cartoon in black and white. It's yeah. just you're not gonna a stop. You're, motion, you're not gonna get a stop them motion in. animation too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, which I, I don't think kids appreciate. Nowadays. Yeah, or even old, really but... know what to do with it. You know, <laughs> right? Like yeah. everything is CGI. You know, mm-hmm. computer animation these days, and I don't even know. Black and white looks boring, probably. And well, I'm sure to, to kids it might look boring or just old yeah. or something. So we yeah. actually we actually set up a screening at the family care with a bunch of our friends. Um, in their backyard, they hung up a sheet, and we watched uh, Frank and Weenie, I don't know, maybe a year ago, around just before Halloween, so it wasn't too cold outside yet. But, I mean, some of the kids 
they a weren't into it or kind of freaked out by it. So <laughs> I just maybe they were and too these were young. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- these kids age are from range in age from two to what four, eight, five, five. Yeah, so real, really young. Yeah, so you know they were honestly more interested in you know rolling around in the grass and yeah. throwing grass yeah. at each other than I, they I, were. But I, I, yeah, I just it's, it's hard for I think when you're that young, and unless I don't know, maybe if you watch movies with your growing up with your parents or something, but to 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 like really capture their attention in black and white, I think is a lot to ask for kids nowadays because. You know, they got the CGI, you know, everything's everything's in CGI. And high definition. High definition. Yeah, exactly. High definition. So I just think that he he was definitely working in a niche, you know, just. Well, it's kind of like we were talking about uh, when we were talking about this topic earlier in the week about how Tim Burton kind of does a Hollywood project and then he does a passion project, Hollywood Mm -hmm. project, passion project. And I'm here looking at IMDb and it's totally true, man. I mean, like his, it used to be. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I mean, in between Beetlejuice, he does Batman. Then he does Edward Scissorhands. Then he does Batman Returns, you know, and like Mm -hmm. these, the Batman ones were guarantee, you know, Hollywood money. And, you know, like even looking later on here, you know, Big Fish, yeah. Passion Project, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Hollywood, mm-hmm. Corpse's Bride, Passion Project. Yep. You know, then well, I don't know about Sweeney Todd. That's it's kind of that one's kind of both, I would say, you know. I think Alice that, in Wonderland definitely a Hollywood one. Yeah. After definitely, that. Definitely. I mean, I guess musicals were kind of big at the time, right? Like the movie Rent was out around yeah. that time. Um, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, so they like movie musicals were kind of coming back. And for like a like a small like two year window or something, yeah. um, so kind of Hollywood, but kind of passion project because okay. it's like yeah, yeah, Johnny Depp's Sweeney Todd, yeah, okay, yeah, great. Johnny Depp again, great, yeah, Johnny Depp. Bottom yeah, yeah. I only watched that's one I only watched once, and I honestly, really I don't. Didn't. Remember that much of it? I need to maybe revisit that. And I, I know a lot of fans of. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are crazy about it. My sister's crazy about it. She loves it. Oh, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say <laughs> a lot of fans of um, Stephen Sondheim who weren't happy with it. Um, just you know, they're they're just they're fanatics with that. And yeah. hearing Johnny Depp play, you know, Sweeney Todd was just not. I think most people thought, thought I, the too, most thought thing I heard glam. people complaining about was Borat being the villain, or, or was he the villain? I don't know. He was <laughs> no, in he was Sasha the, Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. He was like the he's one of the first victims or something. Oh. Well, then um, they should be happy if they hate him. What's his name? Was the victim? Oh, sorry, sorry. Was the was the main villain? Um, uh, the uh, the guy from uh, <laughs> anyway. Die Hard. The oh. first the first Die Hard movie. Oh, that guy. Uh, yeah. God. Well, was, anyways, my brain all of a sudden. Um, Anyways, so Frankie, uh, so Frankie Weenie was my number two. Okay, getting back on track. Uh, what was uh, yours? My number two was Beetlejuice. Ah, all right. So uh, I think I kind of just we've talked about it so much already. Um, yeah. You know, uh, going about how it was his one of his first movies. That's like I think that he kind of came a staple. He does like a dark look at a family. You know, a dark portrayal of, of like his his portrayal of family is always just mm-hmm. dark and. A uh, little surreal. The goth. Yeah, the, the goth, goth child. The goth thing, yeah. The depressed Sort child. of a Adam's Family-ish, but on mescaline, you know? It's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, um, sure. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes surreal. I was reading an interesting thing, though. I was going – I sometimes like to go back and look at um, old reviews of, like, Roger Ebert or, you know, big film critics. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave it two stars. It was really interesting. He gave wow. it two stars, and he said that he – the the Big, biggest problem he had with the movie was actually Michael Keaton. He said he was a nuisance in the movie. He wanted to see more of like the 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 the, the Bateses or no, uh, what were their names? The, the the couple that died. Well, Alec Baldwin. And, yeah, Alec Baldwin, uh, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. He right. wanted to see more of like their relationship and how they he liked the see, idea that they still coexist together in the afterlife and they're still in love in the afterlife. You know, he wanted to see more of that. And every time uh, Michael Keaton came in, he was like, ah, I don't like this. Well, what's yeah. But that's, I mean, it's that's I forget movie. Alec Baldwin was in that movie, honestly. Right, you know? yeah. He's such he, a, it's such a, the opposite of the roles he later mm-hmm. played, yeah. you know. He's not the dude from 30 Rock. He's totally. not a, Yeah, he's, he was cast against type in that one. Um, for sure. Playing the kind of, like, nerdy husband, you know, who's yeah. got no self-esteem or something. What was Beetlejuice rated? 
Was it a PG thirteen or it no? Had I think be. it was PG. But I'm it, pretty sure it was. I PG. just remember he dropped the f bomb in it. Yeah, because I think I think it was know? one of the few movies that 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 they let that, that they slide. let that slide. Yeah, I'm looking it to, up right now. I think that they see. got to let it slide. I mean, they might have given it the PG thirteen for the for the f word. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just thought, I just thought I, that was like. A, I remember we I, we watched that at church, like a youth group <laughs> activity thing, and our teach or the like. It, the mm-hmm. youth group leader went up to the TV and like muted it real quick really? when that scene During that, when he, that scene came on. Yeah, that's funny because he must have known when it was coming up. Oh too. yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> and, like there's certain things. So that's know. funny. That reminds me of uh, high school when a uh, quick, quick little <laughs> side story. Speaking of people who go and oh, try to like cover God. up things, our English class we were studying uh, the Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, and uh, our our teacher. Ordered a movie from after we were done, you know, reading it and studying, writing our reports or whatever. He wanted us to watch a movie about it as like a little, um, um, I don't know, kind of like a, f- a nice, free, yeah. easy day. After. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't as, in the class for this. As I like a, yeah, um, as like a reward for reading this, you know. And um, I guess the the library he ordered it through our our high school library. We I think this was like the eleventh grade or something. Anyway. Um, he uh, <laughs> he ordered it through the library, and there must have been some mistake with the distribution, or something was just I don't know, just miscommunication. Huge mistake. <laughs> and we're we're sitting there watching the movie, and it's like an old you know seventies you know type of movie, and it starts out kind of okay, yeah, you're here, we 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 recognize it, and then all of a sudden, uh, the women start taking off their clothes and just start having sex. <laughs> and, and I mean, just full blown. And it, we slowly, slowly dawns. Well, not slowly, but it dawns on us that oh man, this is a porno. This is a porno made in the seventies. And I could not. We were like, oh my god. We were sitting there just in stunned, not even uh, silence. So instead of what you think a, a, a rational person would do, a rational teacher would just go up and turn it off right away. Right. Instead of doing instead of doing that, <laughs> he decides to grab a folder and go up and try to like hide the the nudity and the the, the nudity and the sex scenes when they when they come up and then okay is it okay no okay like, no well, let it let's let it play let's yeah. let it play and you can still hear it too see it's not just you know a porno is, yeah. is sounds too like oh okay is this is this a speaking part yeah okay sure okay oh this is more of the plot of you know this is the Canterbury tale okay uh, and then I mean how back up how back accurate back was up, back it down. to the source <laughs> it material was, the costumes were pretty good you know it was that that seemed pretty accurate you know you know what's funny about that um something like that would never happen he got in trouble it would never happen nowadays <laughs> oh it, oh if it happened though the world would hear about right, it it would have gone viral dude right someone would have whipped out their phone and yep. recorded it. Um, I think uh, one of the one of our classmates, she was completely, you know, she was, I think she was, uh, she was Mormon or she was a Quaker or something, and she she jumped out of her seat and went straight to the principal's office. She was down there the whole time. The principal never came up to the room, which I thought was kind of weird. Like I'm sure she went down there and she was like, oh my god, they're watching sex, sexy stuff. Yeah. Um, nothing yeah, happened. Like how did, how did and this went on for like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. We we sat there. <laughs> and he continued with the folder thing. And then finally he turned realized like, wow, this is not going to go away. So he turned it off and uh, he had to write a letter to all of our parents. Oh, who, who all, well, my parents got a real big kick out of it. <laughs> they were like, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean like that, if that happened nowadays, it would, it would be viral. Dude would be, be viral. fired. Dude would be, like, he'd be, yeah, would be, he'd be fired. And it was, he, all, it was honestly an honest mistake. Of, oh, God, but, yeah. the, but the way he handled it was yeah. wrong. a little sketchy <laughs> wrong. to say the least. <laughs> Oh yeah, he yeah, it'd be a whole scandal. But yeah, that that Stupid incident scandal. that happened in Target a few weeks ago or something. Uh, I don't know. There was something like uh like a porno played over the intercom. It was just oh, audio or whatever and I like think I heard about that. You know, all these people whipped out their cell phones and it was on you yeah. know, it was all over Facebook mm-hmm. and this happened in like Sacramento, California. Walmart had or to something. issue like a huge apology it was or Target. Target actually, yeah. But yeah. I'm sure they had to issue a huge but apology. But yeah, like that made it all the way here and like that's nothing compared to the Oh yeah, to that story, you know. Yeah. But like, hey, it's a different era. So good for good anyway. for our alma mater. That, side story over. That didn't. Yeah. Anyway, side he, story he, over. He was he didn't get fired. He he just got in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Our parents had to sign a note, or yeah, something, something like that. Mm. <laughs> sign a letter. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're so here. 
Yeah. To the top, the top. best of the best. Yep. Um, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling we might, I think, we might I have think, the same one. I think it's going to be the same one. I'm going to. Should we say it at the same time? Yeah, Three, two, yeah, yeah. one. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adventure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'll let you start. So great. Let you go first. Uh, it's so great, man. It's mm-hmm. it's his first movie, you know. So you can yeah. kind of his first feature yeah, film. His first, yeah, his first movie, which and is pretty. You amazing. can almost. I mean, I kind of feel like it's like when you're into some band or something. Like, oh, their first stuff was the best, <laughs> yeah. man. You know. Like, yeah, their first album. I was always, into you know. The then yeah. they then you got a little crazy, started yeah. selling out. But yeah. I mean, it's really good. It's great. I remember before we even had a VCR, man, my. My parents, uh, for like an, I don't know, for a special occasion, would let we'd actually rent a VCR from. Oh, I remember that. The video you store. You get it in like that container, yeah, like it's a big like, suitcase. Yeah, it's like a suitcase. Yeah. With a VCR built into it. So, like, <laughs> we got to rent, we got to rent a VCR and, like, each mm-hmm. pick out a movie, dude. And we, we got, like, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Goonies. And we, like, watched them over and over back, like, that weekend, like, at least three or four times. <laughs> and then. I mean, it's just great, dude. There's so many like quotable, yeah, moments you can in go, that movie. You can go back, and it's it's, yeah, yeah. Even like when I worked in when I worked uh, in New Jersey with uh, coworkers, we would reference Pee Wee's Big Adventure all the time. And they the the people I worked with were a little bit younger than me, even, and they still, you know, yeah, were impacted by that film mm-hmm. and watched it, and you know, like. My friend Magnus would always be like, dude, he'd always offer people gum and he'd be like, spearmint, <laughs> spearmint or fruit. Yeah, that was kind of the one that like carried over generations. I mean, I think we talked about what was like, it? oh, fruit, please. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's so many, there's just so many um, awesome Tim Burton elements in that too, you know. Which like, is weird because, you know, the, a, lot, a lot of people don't think of that as a Tim Burton movie. I know. A lot of people don't. Or know, even know yeah, that he directed know, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean the Danny Elfman soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, the scene where they're like, where he's like having the bad dream about yeah, the devil the, the, and yeah, the, when it, he gets they're like when destroying he gets, his bike. That's, when he gets that's out. Beetlejuice right yeah, there, man. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. and the, the setting and the art direction in that scene is yeah, completely. And just just his Burton. house, man. Just his house. <laughs> just Which the little things like is a little more peewee than than Tim Burton, but definitely like a little bit. Just they they just fused together to to create that. That the look. Did that movie come out before Pee Wee's Playhouse? The yes. TV show? Yes. Okay. Because I was always like, yeah, when, when, I, the, when I the show started. I remember being stoked for when the show came yeah. out, too. Me when, and my sister were like, yeah, dude. When the show started, I was upset that he didn't have the bike. He only had the scooter. Yeah. And I was, was like, where's the bike? Yeah. You know, like, how does he just have the bike? Or how come he just has a scooter now? Like, what happened to his bike? He, he went through all that trouble to get his bike, and now he just has a scooter. Yeah. The other, the other part that was. <laughs> I mean, there's so many great scenes like Large Marge, like mm-hmm. the Large Marge claymation face. Large Marge. That's totally that's Beetlejuice too, man. Mm-hmm. Um, like the scene, just like at the beginning when he wakes up and he goes down the fire, he goes down the fireman pole and he's in his pajamas, and then when he comes out, <laughs> he's already in his suit. Like it's so it's deceptively dense. It, it's every every little tiny thing just has, you know, it just has something to it. it it's it's. I don't know. It's yeah. like a layer cake or something. Like even the, like you're saying before that scene when he slides down the pole, he jumps up out of bed and he's wearing these bunny slippers yeah. that sniffing the, sniffing rubber, the carrot. rubber carrot, and that just kills me every time <laughs> I see that. I'm laughing about oh it now, just thinking God. about it. Yeah, and it's like who 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 would have thought to like film something like that or how do you write that? And, and even just, just go even with it. The whole Mr. T cereal part. <laughs> the Mr. T cereal. Yeah. He's a, he's brushing his teeth with yeah. a giant toothbrush and probably the best scene putting tape over his yeah. face, <laughs> looking like a pig. In a, like, probably the best like getting ready in the morning scene in all of yeah, like movie it is. film. Because yeah, and you then know. he had like the crazy contraption to like the Rude Goldberg. Yeah, that was like so, a big thing in the eighties, man. It was totally. It was kind of like the Back to the Future Doc Brown little yep. thing. To yep. feed the dog, but it's like making Pee Wee's Make, breakfast. Making his breakfast, yeah. Which well. he takes like two bites of. That's the best part. And he's like, mm, I'm done. Wipes his mouth, yeah, yeah and <laughs> skips out or his, yeah, takes off. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah, that, that's my number one too. Yeah, it's so good, so good. Um, it like I was just saying, like the, the whole idea of it being, you know, just so full of every all kinds, you know, just wonder and nostalgia and just manic. Mm-hmm. 
joy. Yeah, I guess exactly. you know it's like a large cable knit sweater that people <laughs> that unwinding yeah. that someone keeps knitting. And, yeah, that's great too. <laughs> um, I wrote Amazing down Larry, dude. Oh, <laughs> that is probably my best, my favorite moment in any Tim Burton movie. <laughs> any Tim Burton movie from now until the end of when he stops making films is the Amazing Larry s- part. Amazing Larry? Yeah, you don't know who that is. You have no. He's never Some mentioned old again. Dude like a crazy with a mohawk. With a mohawk. Like, but it was like a crazy mohawk. It had like yeah. little rubber bands in it. Yeah, it was like feather. individual individual parts of yeah. his hair sticking up in a mohawk form. So. But he interrupts his. Uh, well, he doesn't even interrupt. He just he just goes to like talk to somebody, and he's interrupting Pee Wee's uh, presentation. Yeah. <laughs> the the line of you know something to share with us, amazing Larry. I mean, so great, Francis. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Francis. Even the <laughs> paging Mr. Herman yeah. at the end. That's <laughs> whereas that's you know they, amazing. They, they give Pee Wee a role in the story of his of his life, but they dub out his voice because they don't like his voice. He's like, my big part's coming up, and then yeah, that 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 never even occurred to me when I was little. So that was thinking something that I when I grew up, I was like, oh, they dubbed his voice because they didn't like him. I just thought it was something weird in the movie because the whole movie was weird when I was yeah you know, when I first saw it. That's hilarious. Um, I just I felt like it was uh, obviously you know it, it, what I wrote down was um, it's it's it, it feels like childhood memories fabricated in the now, and what I mean by that is like he's this eternal man child, you know, with all these toys and just everything you you would want when you were that young, you know, the the house you would want to live in, yeah. the bike you'd want to ride, um, the way you'd want to things that make you laugh, you know, the the simple but fun funny things that make you laugh. So that's um, yeah. That yeah, <laughs> kills me every time. It's the best, man. You can watch it anytime, and it'll make you happy. Like no matter what, I don't care what is going on in your life. If you can put on Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you will feel ten yeah. times better. I can't wait to introduce Maceo to that movie. Oh, yeah, that, that's that's what. Yeah, you that. know, and I feel like it'll resonate too. Yeah, I feel like that one's like it's timeless in a way for, mm-hmm. for kids. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I just want to hit on the people. Oh yeah, <laughs> for <no> everyone. <laughs> it's time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not just for kids. Right. Um, I just want to hit on a couple of my honorable mentions. Okay. Gonna, you know, ones yeah. I almost almost put on but didn't. Uh, yeah. Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I'm a big fan of it. It's, yeah, it's me a, too. It's a strange story. It's a, mm-hmm. it's you know everything about it's kind of strange, but it's personal Tim Burton, kind of maybe. Yeah. Kind of like maybe like a love letter to his. Father yeah, or something definitely. Maybe, it's know? yeah, yeah, definitely working out some issues, some, um, some daddy issues or something. And Batman, nineteen eighty nine. I was yeah. I was thinking about it, but I've actually revisited it recently. Yeah, and it it's doesn't yeah. hold up. No, it doesn't hold up. But you got to give it credit for starting. It is. What it, is. it started the started the whole superhero movie. Thing, uh, you it know, really did yeah genre. I, mean, I remember re- restarted. I guess. I mean, you know? I remember the summer it came out. I saw it. Like it was four everywhere. Times in the theater, oh yeah, and that's—I yeah. don't think I've ever seen anything four times and in the theater. Everybody was wearing a Batman shirt. Oh yeah, and you, had like two or three posters were everywhere, and you just—it was just a—you know—it it consumed you. Yeah, I mean, um, I had, I, and you were so excited for it, you know, because yeah. it was Batman on the maybe, big screen. Maybe that's why Returns was such a disappointment to a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because it was because really, it wasn't really different. Oh God, yeah, you it know? was a, like I said, it was it was it's, it's a showcase of freaks. Yeah. He wanted to make a freak show movie. Yeah, you know. Um, he wanted to make his version of Freaks, and it's Batman Returns. The only other movie I kind of wanted to just briefly those, those talk two those two were on my honorable mention too. Yeah, uh, I, I watched Big Eyes. I don't know if you've seen that yet. That's his newest, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, I, I felt I felt bad that I hadn't seen it. If by you know putting together um, this list, um, it was good, but you know it was good but not great. And there's uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I there was something off about it, and I don't know if I may be wrong or right, but. Um, I don't think that Danny Elfman did the soundtrack, the score to it. Yeah, I don't think and he I did think either. I think that's why it didn't quite <laughs> it didn't quite feel like a Tim Burton movie. Didn't they kind of have strange. like a falling out or something? I don't know. Read? I mean, I it know. felt like a a smaller art mm. house movie, and there were some elements of Tim Burton in it, but it, it really, without that soundtrack score, it didn't quite feel yeah. like the same. Yeah, and I wonder, and this is probably just bullshit, but I wonder if like. It was his first movie that he did, I think, with like a female lead, or you know, the it was like the main heroine's story. And I don't think he's ever done a movie like that before. And maybe he struggled like trying to portray that, or maybe he just didn't have the proper perspective, yeah. or I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I, I know. didn't see it, so I can't yeah. say. Well, <laughs> but I heard it's worth, were, not a lot of people. It's worth watching. Like, okay. It's worth watching. You know, they yeah. all, all his movies are. Yeah, well, I'll catch it sometime soon. So. 
someday in the future. Anyways, uh, I was well, also Sleepy Hollow is also my on my honorable mentions. Um, yeah. Just real quick, I just I just like that it um, that he got all these old actors together that you've seen in a bunch of other movies, um, but like maybe only once. Like the Emperor from Star Wars was in it. And I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They're like the the el- they're like the elder council of the, of the village of Sleepy Hollow, um, and it's really dark. It's probably oh, his yeah. darkest movie. It is. There's some weird, scary shit in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I just I always thought that that was just uh, really creepy. The low Very five. Cool. So. Uh, so now I think is a let's get quick to our, quick time of yeah. our the low five. Yeah. Yeah. So this is – we're going to end each podcast with our low five and uh, it's kind of our – top, our topic for the low five today is five movies on your <laughs> Netflix queue that you're probably never, ever going to actually watch. That have been up there for a really long time. A really, really long time. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start off with – Go for it. My number – well, first of all, I have 296 movies in my Netflix queue. <laughs> I really need to go in and wow. edit those yeah. and trim that down a bit. I wonder how long that would take. Yeah, I don't – well, that's – like some of those are series, dude. So we're oh, talking like yeah, Five yeah. Seasons of Sons of Anarchy yeah, so and stuff like some that. Some of these won't be movies yeah, yeah. On, on, in mine, so series and movies. Yeah, so number five is uh, Tiny Furniture, Lena mm, Dunham's Lena Dunham's first, first movie, yeah. yeah. I mean the, the, the little synopsis of it is when 20-something Ara returns home after college, she confronts personal – and professional failures and wonders about her future. So That sounds like girls. That sounds like girls, yeah. And I've seen every <laughs> single episode of Girls, and I feel like I don't really need to go watch this. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of – there's some curiosity. That's sure. why it's still there. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's great. Eh, I'm sure it, has, it's, it's, it might be good. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'll get to it someday. I think it might be on mine, but I know my girlfriend watched it because we have our separate cues, and so oh, she go. she got to need, it. So that's, that's good that. enough for me. I need to do that with that's the wife. Good enough for me. separate cues. Um, I'm gonna just. These are no order whatsoever. But uh, Snowpiercer is on mine. Uh, yeah, it's been too. on there since it's since it's been on Netflix. Uh, I've oh, I've heard so many great things about it. Um, futuristic uh, Earth. That's uh, what like these people are in a train that's that travels all the time through post apocalyptic you know yeah. world. Um, Chris Evans is in it. Tilda Swinton's in it, and it's supposed to be really, really good, and I just cannot – there's just always an excuse. There's I, I, always a reason. Yeah, I feel you, dude. <laughs> I, um, not only do I have that in my queue, I have the graphic novel sitting on my shelf. <laughs> I didn't know it was a graphic I, novel. <laughs> yes, it was first. I haven't read that or watched like, the movie. It was a Korean – or was the, the director was yeah, Korean or something? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I heard it's I, amazing. Yeah, I heard he did, he did a monster movie that was uh, supposed to be pretty good too. I think that's All in right. my queue also. All right, quick hits. Number four. A horror movie called Shrooms. I never heard of that. Yeah, 2007. <laughs> it got one and a half stars. The poster looks kind of cool. It's like <laughs> this forest Don't that looks like by its cover. yeah, it looks like a, <laughs> looks like a skull like with these mushroom eyes. And it, you know, the synopsis is college kids on a foreign holiday have a really bad trip after munching on hallucinogenic mushrooms that cause horrific visions to become reality. Nice. Yeah, I'm never gonna watch nice. that. Dude. I just I totally forgot that you just read that to me and. I, can't even yeah, recite that yeah. back to you. I'm never going to watch it, but <laughs> I don't know why. I guess the poster art looked good enough to add to my Sounds game. like it might be like a campy, like late night oh, yeah. kind of. And I'm sure it's terrible. So. Yeah. Uh, mine real quick is also kind of a horror. It's in the horror genre, I guess. It's a Tucker and Dale versus Evil, oh. which is like a comedy slash yeah. horror film that like turns it, turns the horror genre on its head because the, the kids going to the cabin – where the hillbillies are, the hillbillies are actually the heroes that don't know what's going on, and um, yeah, and it's I've heard so many good things about it, and it's just it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's probably I, you know, same <laughs> it thing. It's in my queue. I'm sorry, it probably won't happen for a while. Same thing. It's in my queue, but you know what? I think I might actually watch it. I that's what I say to myself all the time. I'm going to watch this. I never do. Right. Okay. Number three for me, a brony tale. It's. <laughs> It's a documentary about Shrooms, cartoon voice actor Ashley Ball reveals the mystique of My Little Pony's adult fan base, a subculture of middle-aged <laughs> men obsessed with this show. And what was Sounds. crazy is it said people that like this watch – there's another – there's called Bronies. <laughs> yeah. The Unexpected 
I mean, there's two brony. It sounds do- like it has its own. Yeah, audience. there's there's two brony documentaries on Netflix. I'm sure there apparently. are. I'm sure and, there are. Um, I'm surprised there aren't more. One of our friends was like, she watched it. She said it's so great. It was so endearing. These <laughs> people are. It's just so great. And then I thought oh, to yeah. myself, I have to deal with bronies <laughs> at work, <laughs> buying the My Little Pony comic. Yeah. And I just there's a little bit of morbid curiosity that led me to add it to my queue, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm never gonna watch it. Yeah. Let's get serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Um, I'm gonna, and so my next one is, uh, the Hurt Locker and that's, uh, I feel ashamed, you know, it's almost, uh, I feel guilty about Didn't it win best picture, one best picture, uh, it's supposed to be, you know, a great film and it's been on my queue for a long time and I'm always just never in the mood. Oh, I tell myself I'm not in the mood to watch this. I gotta be, you know, yeah, I gotta be feeling morose or something, but yeah. Yep, that that's one that's <laughs> yeah. I when, <laughs> that'll one, stay up there. For at a while. one point, when we had uh, like all the cable channels, when we first we signed up for cable and got all the movie channels free, and it, that was on Showtime all the time. And I caught bits and pieces of it, but it was never like I just never like I'm in the mood for a mm-hmm. fucked up war movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's one of those where you know you don't you don't sit down to like watch Platoon to enjoy it. You sit down to you know experience it and yeah. You know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. I feel you. I've never seen it either, so <laughs> all the way through, so I'm guilty as well. All right. Uh, what are What's we up? at? Number two? Yeah. I'm number two, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the original. The original. Okay. The whole tri- I have all three, the whole trilogy think, on my I think I do too. too. And I'm like, you know, I saw the Fincher remake. Yeah, I did too. Once. Mm-hmm. And that's probably that all enough. I need to see. You, you know? know, it's it's. I, mean, I guess so you for, for a different experience because it's you know one's yeah. the, the original. But I I looked. It's like 149 the, minutes. It's like almost over two hours. Like when am I going to have two hours to, <laughs> to watch sit through that, that? or yeah. to want to sit through that? Yeah, it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> but it's in my queue. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Um, mine is the new season of Arrested Development, and I have actually watched the first. Well, the first one, and then like maybe. 20 minutes into the second one before I fell asleep and I talk, talk about it with my friends, um, talk about it with my friends and they, they loved it. Uh, and, and I try to watch it and I try to, but I just can't, can't get through it. I don't know why. Want to redo that one real quick? Sure. Is that- oh, okay. Just yeah. Number two. Yeah. Number two. So number two for me is, uh, the new season of Arrested Development. And I cannot, I, I watched the first one. I have to admit, I did watch the first episode and like 20 minutes in the second episode before I fell asleep. Um, all my friends have watched, a lot of my friends have watched it and enjoyed it. And I like the early uh, seasons of Rest of Development, uh, but I cannot, for whatever reason, it's just, it's just it's like sticky or something. I can't, can't wade through it. I feel you, man. It's tough. I, it's on my li- it's on my queue too. <laughs> I think I watched three episodes of it when it first came out, yeah, and then I don't know. I mean, it was good enough, yeah. but it must not have been that good because I never was like, "Oh, we got to get back to yeah. that and catch up got with it. what was going gotta on." Catch I mean, up. yeah, the first three seasons of that show amazing. So it's one of the best mm-hmm. comedies of all time. Yeah, really underrated, but cult show really. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and but almost <clears throat> you know the. Whenever they did that fourth season, was it was so much later on too? Yeah. I mean, it had to have been what seven years. Yeah, maybe? it was a lot later on, and it felt like I'd forgotten a lot. And there was felt like it was so many like inside jokes in that show that I was I was never gonna like it was it was over my head or something, and I just wasn't in on it. Yeah, yeah. All right, which leads me to number one, <laughs> the Human Centipede. <laughs> I don't know if you you guys are familiar with the Human Centipede, but it's it's a really messed up horror movie and yeah, the torture and it, porn. Or whatever yeah, they call it. and I don't even know if I want to describe what it is. I just say go Google it yourself, <laughs> check it out. But apparently, <laughs> there's, probably, apparently there's three movies too. There's a yeah, trilogy. So. The the new one is actually just came on. Yeah, so Netflix. that showed up on there too. But so you can complete okay, the trilogy. Okay, so I'm never gonna watch any of them probably. Yeah, I mean. I remember I added it, I think, because people – it was kind of like a word of mouth, like, oh, my God, have you heard about this mm-hmm. movie? It's totally on Netflix, mm-hmm. you know? And I know some pe- friends of ours have even actually watched it or tried to watch it or watch some right. of it. But, right. I mean, the concept a lot, of, is, a lot of shock value. Yeah, the concept is just so fucked up. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the shock value, you know? Just just for but shock alone. I don't know why I, I don't just delete it out of there. But yeah. it's there. It'll sit there, yeah. It's, it's there, just that's, you know? how, that's how those are. Maybe, like, sometime they'll be, we'll have a party or something, like – 
right, bunch of people over. And right, like, where you don't have to pay attention yeah, to it, but it can just kind of be on in the background or something. Yeah. Um, and then my final one is uh, the movie Timer. And, yeah, I don't uh, know what that is. The, yeah, the reason I the reason I put it on originally was like I was going, I was kind of like in this like indie movie phase where I wanted to see you know creative um, new stuff. And I think the premise is it's a, it's about a young woman in a futuristic society where everyone has a digital timer implanted into their arms or something that tells you that counts down to the moment to, to, to the yeah to the moment when you'll meet your. Um, true love. Wait, wait, this isn't that Justin Timberlake movie. No, 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 because no. that's when you die. Oh, this yeah, is a yeah. little bit more lighthearted. That one was a pretty good movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. This is a little more lighthearted. Uh, so it counts down to the to the moment that you meet uh, your soulmate, huh. and wow. that's all I know about it. And it's been on my queue since I've had Netflix. Oh wow. Um. So yeah, that's. I think that's 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 probably the, the number one uh, longest movie I've ever had on my on my queue is Timer. Wow. And I figured it would be gone. And I wouldn't have yeah. to like you know like oh it's gone forever you know like I didn't have to like ever watch it because that, Netflix took it off. Yeah, it's not my fault. That's the thing about Netflix. I can't figure out how how they put the things in order because there'll be something like that I added a long time ago and be way on the list. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. I don't. I yeah. can't really quite figure it out. I, I always have to scroll past timer when I'm when I'm looking for something to watch and I'm there like there it is. There's yeah. like the you know. Well, like Top of the I, mountain. Like I said, I have 296 items on there. I need to just go through yeah. and delete it. But the good thing is when things go away, it kind of edits my list for me. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Cool. Well, low five. So that's all we got. Next episode, I got a, I got a sort of an idea I'm going to run by you, Demi. Um, just read this new comic called Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is next, that the name of the comic? Yeah, next episode, okay. um, I don't know, maybe we'll go through this 1988 list from Paper Girls, okay. the comic. And, uh, so top five, top, top, best, uh, of, best of 88, low five, best of worst of 88. <laughs> yeah, maybe that, you know. That's, a, that's just an idea that's for now. Yeah. Um, if any, anybody out there have, have any suggestions on any high five, low five that you'd like us to talk about? I was gonna I was gonna run one by you real quick right. just for the you know, upcoming holiday season. I was gonna say what are your what were your top five Christmas presents that you got when you were a kid? Oh, that's, so that's a good one. Think yeah. about that one. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. We'll, yeah, we'll think about this. Um, and we'll be back on the next episode. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to send us an email at high five down low podcast at gmail dot com. And that's it. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. This is uh, Demetrio Lucero. And Chris Brunn. Talk to you later. Bye.